Okay, so throughout this episode, I refer to what I'm saying as, like, pieces of advice, but I am fully going to, like, do a 180. I'm changing it. The title is going to be Silly Little Survival Skills with Jules. Um, Because it's it's not like I'm telling you what to do if you're stranded in a desert or, like, if your plane is going down. Like, not real life survival skills. They're just, like, silly little things that I think make life easier. Hence, Silly Little Survival Skills. Please enjoy. Hello, besties. Welcome back to another installment of Gems the Jewels, coming to you live from my bed on a Sunday night. Real rager over here. Um, But I have an episode that is basically like similar to an episode, like my the bonus episode I put out that was called like Just the Gems, which is like little pieces of advice. But these are more pieces of advice because I had been thinking about it recently. Um, so I have four major pieces of advice. And when I say pieces of advice, I mean, they're more like recommendations for life. And specifically life in difficult slash unhappy times you know life is not a cakewalk sad to hear about it does suck but it's all about you know how you approach life that can make you feel a little more sane a little more cool a little more happy and I have developed like I have done all of these things and some of them well actually just one, I would say, is a little weird. And I think I'm gonna save it for the end. But this is, the last piece of advice is literally just a thing I started doing at the beginning of last semester because I found myself, like I developed that need out of necessity and I was like, why not? And it has become so incredibly useful in my life. And because I very narcissistically believe that I am the keeper of all the secrets and the knower of all things, I'm like, oh my God, I have a duty to tell everybody who listens to this podcast, all like 12 of you, I need to tell you these things. So let's get into my little pieces of advice. Number one, clean your room. Clean your room. And especially your room at college. Okay, and how do you you get into wanting to clean your room, you ask? Start by making your bed every day. I went to summer camp for like a decade of my life and we had to make our beds every single day. And I just developed the habit of like, I make my bed every single day. Like I just do it. And then when I made my bed every single day, I'd walk into my room and my bed would look all nice and neat, but my desk would be messy. So then I would want to organize my desk and then I would have a made bed and an organized desk. Then I'd walk into my room and my closet would be a mess. So then I'd open my closet and it's chaos and the chaos doesn't align with my really neat desk and my really clean bed. And it's sort of, it's just like that. It like snowballs into things. Also, if you're like me and you have ADHD, I like do not know, like, I like, if I don't see it, it's not real, right? Like if I, I don't have great object permanence, I'm like a baby. If you played peekaboo with me, I think, I would think you disappeared. Um, but it's also really great to not have object permanence because I like to lay things out so I can see them, but I also visually don't want it to look cluttered or messy. So I like space everything out and I live in a 
room meant for two people by myself. So I have two desks and like an entire windowsill that I like have lined up all of my stuff very, very meticulously. Like I have like rings and a line. I've got a book, a tiara. I'm literally looking at it right now. I have a pair of sunglasses. I have a mug with my name on it. Like I just, I need to know where everything is. I have like become very organized and it's very much like trial by fire. Like I, in difficult times, I think I personally love to come back to a space that is like completely controlled, completely mine. If you have control over nothing in this life, you have control of your room. You have control of your room. You have control of what it looks like. You have control of how clean it is. You have control of your room. And exerting that control over your space is so, so good for your mental health. And I'm not a doctor, so don't come for me. But I'm just, I'm talking about my own experience, okay? If my bed were a mess, I feel like I was a mess. But you walk into my room, it looks like nobody lives here because the bed is always made, my desk is always organized, everything is in the same place all the time. And I also saw a tweet like a week ago, then it was like, if you're thinking about it, do it now. Like my floor, there was like a stain on my bathroom floor and it had been there since I moved in and I didn't know what it was. So I looked at it and after looking at it for a long time, I was like, I'm gonna do something about this. So I went and I borrowed my friend Swiffer, thank you Abby, I know you listen to this, I love you. And I cleaned my bathroom floor and then I cleaned my entire floor. My room is so clean and I love it because regardless of what happens when I leave my room, I come back and my room is amazing. I come back and my room is clean, my bed is made. I can just hop right in, throw my little blankie over my shoulders and take a nap. Or I can sit at my desk, I know exactly where everything is. I can look at my calendar, I can see what I have to do. Like organization and cleanliness are like they are so shit on as habits because people are like, it's too much work and blah, blah, blah. I am cert- I am a mess. If you know me personally, you know I am a messy bitch, but my room is never messy, ever. And that is because with a clean room, I have the space and opportunity to be messy in other areas of my life. So my biggest piece of advice, make your bed. It'll make you wanna clean your room. When you have a clean room, you walk into your room, you're, it's, it's so peaceful. It's so neat. Unless you're the kind of person that can like function in chaos, I personally am not. And having a clean room makes me feel so amazing. Okay, next. This is similar to a piece of advice I gave in the first advice episode, which was cry about it once. Um, And you know, to reiterate, if you didn't listen to that episode, you should, it's bonus episode one called Just the Gems. It's on the Instagram. Um, but I said that if it is not something really truly worth your energy, you should cry about it exactly one time for however long you need, write about it, cry about it, and then do not cry about it again. Do not spend your time being sad and crying about something that you can't change or that is not permanent. Like don't waste tears because tears are very valuable and you don't want to just give your tears to something that is like minorly inconvenient um and I speak from experience as somebody who cries a lot I never am crying about a repeated incident unless you know it's a huge major life event and you've got to cry about it a few times I'm not saying that if your grandparent dies or or you know your dog dies like you can't cry about it more than once I mean I personally never cried when my cat died because I fucking hated my cat and I hate cats 
sorry if you have cats. I don't, let me, re let me take that statement back. I don't hate cats. I hated my cat. She hated me. We hated each other. And so when she died, I wasn't upset about it. And I have no shame in that. I was seven years old. Cry about it to your mom. Moving on. In a similar vein to cry about it once, my next piece of advice is to write it down on a piece of paper and burn it. Um, it's sort of like that TikTok trend where people write stuff down on plates and break them. But this is a little bit better for the environment because there's no cleaning up of like shards of glass like that you leave in the street or in your room or in your house or wherever you want to, you know, let out your rage. Um, but I have employed this method of quite a few times and it is very, very cathartic to watch something burn if you are crazy like me. I love, I love seeing it happen. Um, I love watching things burn. So that's just me. I'm a bit of a pyromaniac in that way. But also, if you write down something that is frustrating or upsetting or like a sad experience and you burn it, that doesn't mean it goes away, but the power it has over your life, that goes away. That doesn't mean you don't like work on it and like think about it and like work through it, but like the sort of sadness and anger attached to it, if you burn it, it feels very fun to like ruin it and take away the power it has on you. And this is coming from somebody who has burned many a thing in her day. I love writing things down and burning them. Don't do this in your room, you know, if you're in college. Do it somewhere safe. I'm not, this podcast does not endorse burning things. I, I mean, burn things safely. Um, also, shout out to one of my other friends, Rowan. Whenever she's upset about something, she'll either say something like homicide or arson. And this is semi-inspired by you, babe, because commit a tiny, tiny act of arson to get over something that you don't like. Write it down on a piece of paper, burn it. Boom, arson. And you're done. Like, it's so simple. It's so easy. Next up is my personal favorite. And that is buy little things that make you feel cool. Buy little things that help you develop a routine that are, you know, part of self-care. Like, do little things for yourself. Also because, like, if you're having a bad day and you follow my other pieces of advice and you come back to your really, really clean room, you can go and do something like, I bought an eye cream and I bought a lash serum and I bought a hair oil and like that's become a part of my like nighttime routine and it makes me feel so put together. I feel like such a grown adult when I am like, after I wash and moisturize my face, I put on my eyelash serum and put oil in my hair and put under eye cream on. Like I feel like that girl. But I also, in the words of my favorite TikTokers, one of my favorite TikTokers who lives in my neighborhood, uh, Eli Rallo, otherwise known as The Jar, don't try and be that girl. Be this girl. And this girl, I'm pointing to myself, I know you can't see me, but this girl has short eyelashes and was like, an eyelash serum will probably make me feel pretty and feel expensive, so I'm gonna buy one from Target. A hair oil is probably gonna make me smell nice and it's probably gonna make my hair softer, so I bought it. I have dark under eyes, as everybody loves to tell me. Um, so I went and bought some eye cream, and now I feel very, very cool. I feel like I have a really nice little skincare routine. It makes me feel, I don't, I can't even explain it. Like, when I do my nighttime routine, I feel so cool. Because I'm like, look at all these little parts of my routine that I just picked for myself that I do because I like it. Like, I just do things for fun. Like, it makes me feel so good. And I think everybody should have a thing like that. And it doesn't have to be about self-care. 
It can be the groceries that you buy regularly or a food that you make for yourself or the books that you read. Like just do, you know, do little things that make you feel cool. I personally think that self-care is one of the best ways to do that because I love feeling like this girl, you know, this girl has eyelash serum and a five-step skincare routine and she feels very cool about it. You know, I love that. Moving on. This is my last piece of advice. And I think this is a little bit unhinged only because when I have employed this strategy into my own life, other people have told me that it is strange, but I personally don't care. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna expose myself. I'm gonna divulge my soul to you as I do every week. You are welcome. My last piece of advice is to take notes before or after a big conversation. Like, if you want to talk to somebody in your life about something or one of your parents or your friend or your boyfriend or your roommate or whoever, if you want to talk about something, even like your professor or like people in like your class, if you're like working on a project and they're doing something that's pissing you off, write down exactly what it is that makes you mad, why it makes you mad, and what you want them to do. It is so, like literally take notes about your own feelings. This isn't, and this isn't like journaling about like, I did this today and I feel this today. It's like, no, it's, ex it's only related to the situation and it's ex exclusively about this person, this situation and what you want to come of it. That's, you could do it before or you could do it after, or you could do it during if you're a little crazy. I have done that before. Um, but also taking notes just about like things that you are feeling. That sounds like a really ridiculous piece of advice and I'm gonna try and express what I mean eloquently. But when I say take notes on your own life, like study your own life, try and understand why you do what you do, why other people do what they do, patterns in your life, patterns other people like put you in or paths you find yourself on all the time. Like basically try and like organize your life. Don't organize the people in your life, but like organize the way you interact with people organize the way you like feel about people like try and understand what role is this playing in my life is it good is it bad is it neutral what do I want to do about it like literally just take notes about your life study your life and I think that this is specifically relevant to conversations because I am somebody who loves I love a good conversation good or bad I don't care but also like I don't love talking in circles or repeating yourself. Um, and if you find yourself repeating yourself to somebody, write that shit down, because that's annoying. Um, but I don't want to repeat myself. So if I come prepared, if I come with notes of grievances or you know points of interest, you know if it's to be a little less negative, the conversation is going to go so much more smoothly if you know exactly what you need to say know exactly how to explain what you feel and explain what you want. A lot of people don't know what they want, don't know what they feel, and it's because they aren't investing time into understanding why they feel what they feel. And it's also very grounding. Like one time, I, see, I took this to a bit of an extreme. I made a graph of events in my life for the past six months, or actually at the time it was for the past six months. I did this back in like February. I documented every major life event um, from the day I moved to college to the day I wrote the graph. And then I literally graphed like my entire life up until that point. 
And it was a very strange thing to do. I know that. But it made me feel so much better. Why? Because I could sit down and there could be something I can look at, physically see in front of me, to contextualize and understand why I may be feeling a certain way about a certain thing. Like, if you're feeling out of control in what's going on in your life, if you're feeling really sad, if you're feeling really anxious, you know, take stock of why you feel that way. Take, take notes on your life. Take notes on your life. Take notes on what other people say to you. Take notes on how people make you feel. Take so many notes. Don't listen to people if they say that it makes you crazy or if they say that it's weird. I literally don't care because I am the coolest person on this planet and I said it's okay, you can do it. Take notes. Always constantly take notes on your life. Especially after conversations because what if you want to have a follow-up? What if you just want to, you know, think, okay, this is what I was feeling, this is what happened, and this is what could happen next. This is, these are things I'm looking out for factors I'm looking out for and I know as I say this out loud it sounds like it's easy to turn this into something like extremely rigid and to sort of suck the purpose and the fun out of it because like honestly I'm the kind of person that like I am very type a if you couldn't already tell from this entire episode I'm a very type a girl I love details I love writing I love talking and I love understanding everything that's happening about a situation and understanding everything going on in my own life in my own circle what can I do about it what do I feel about it how can I you know take some agency in this situation and it could be about literally anything in your life and that is like one of my biggest pieces of advice I don't care how weird it is but like take notes take notes on your life take notes just take notes like it's gonna be so useful to you I I promise you, if you do it, you will feel a thousand times better about whatever going, whatever may be happening in your life. And with that, I end this episode. Oh my God, wait. Addendum to the penultimate piece of advice about buying little things that make you feel cool. One thing that I did that I loved was, or that I currently still love, is I picked a scent and I just invested myself in that scent. My scent is vanilla. I have vanilla hand cream, vanilla lip balm, vanilla body wash, vanilla scented lotion, vanilla scented hand lotion. I have vanilla perfume. And it just makes me feel a little bit more like myself. You know, buy, and it makes it feel a little cool because it's like, ooh, I have a signature scent. I'm so cool. Um, So yeah, clean your room, write it on a piece of paper and burn it. Do things that make you feel cool. Become that girl or this girl or whoever you want to be and take notes always 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 take notes um so yeah that is the official close of this episode thank you so much for listening to me talk really really fast about you know slightly obscure quirky little things that i think other people should know about for the second time um and yeah i will see you again next week